Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. Awesome real estate update for you guys today. Uh, stats, Windermere loves their stats. Part of the reason I love being a part of the Windermere family. And they came out with some, they analyzed the year over year appreciation for all of the states in the country to see how everybody stacks up. Uh, Washington state as a whole has $20,000 of year over year appreciation in their um, market value, which is pretty cool to put that into context. We are number five in the country. So that puts us number five out of 50 states for year over year market appreciation. So good time to be a homeowner. It's also a good time to be buying in Washington state and gosh, those interest rates make such an amazing difference. I'm amazed. I was talking with a buyer over the weekend. Um, they got a condo in multiple offers. Hooray. And they're 2%. They're, it's not 2%, but it's in the twos. They are getting interest rates below 3%. That is a mind blowing interest rate. And when you actually do the math as to what it does to your payment, life changing. So if you have thought about selling or buying property, I encourage you to reach out. I am always happy to answer your questions. You can find me via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. There you go. Without further ado, I'm excited to introduce our guest today, local author, Rama Ramani. How are you this morning? Doing well, Nicole, doing well. So I think the time is timing is just perfect, right? I yeah. was planning to do this show because you are the first person I reached out to. And yeah. then it so happened, I wanted to sell something and then I reached out to you as well. So I know yeah. that, hey, I bought my primary home with you. I bought my rental with you and I'm selling it with you as well, right? So it's been a good next innings as we are there actually- you know. Right? <laughs> it's For the last 20 years, it's been- Yeah, a lot, uh, exactly. Fun. And I do agree, right? Living in the Pacific Northwest and the cloud capital of the world, I haven't really seen a slump in real estate in so many years. Obviously, there are going to be dips that come along. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, these are tough times with elections coming and so on, but there are also opportunities. As, as we go through these tough times, somebody who wants to do the right thing has to figure out, hey, do I want to be a homeowner? Here is the opportunity. And then obviously, you have a great team with you to help with this process. And uh, the funny thing is, as you get along this, you always find other people who help you in this process. So I have a, the person helping me on my financial side on the mortgage is a great guy, Victor Hara as well. So I know it's a great team. Anyway, now let's talk about the book. And uh, so I'm excited to actually talk about the next innings. And this is my fourth book that I've sort of uh, come across in the last uh, maybe 21 years, right? I started this in 1999 with America Ahoy. How do you get to the US? How do you write GRE? And how do you essentially prepare for these exams? That was a fun exercise with some of my friends. And then along the way came Open Field Tackle. And then obviously, I just show that is Russell Wilson. <laughs> right? And so that was, and then now it's next inning. So the whole idea was the book is available on Amazon if you chose to play $4.99. $4.99 or you can buy it from my website for $2.99. But wait, if you do this right now, it is still $2.99. Sorry, <laughs> I can't go lower than that, right? Uh, so yeah, so that was really, I'm excited to talk about the book. Let's chat. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, I, and I love that you have been writing for so long because 
you are local, you are an author, but you also work in the tech world. So, you know, you've got lots of different things going on in the world, but I'm excited. I, I want to know more about the book and just kind of how you came to the writing process. So, see, I didn't set out to be a writer, as you know, right? I mean, you work in tech, you just meander along and then you get thoughts along the way, right? So when right. I wrote Open Field Tackle, it was primarily saying, hey, look at how sports team operates and how do corporations operate? Mm-hmm. How do you actually evaluate talent? How do you essentially reward people, right? And you go through all this process and when you have a difference of opinion in the corporate world and you start bringing it internally with other people, it's not doing any good, right? right. And I realized that uh, slowly. And so what I had to sort of do is you've got to take that angst or you've got to take those thoughts and then write them in a positive manner. And that's why I wrote Open Field Tackle, saying that, hey, look at Russell Wilson, a fight and quarterback. And he could have said that all along in my life, I can never be a quarterback. You know what? Everybody says that you have to be six feet at least. But then he fought through that, right? So just the motivation that you sort of build. And I wrote, uh, taking inspiration from some of those people. When I came through uh, all the process, it was American football. If you look at the cover of the book, I have several books here because I couldn't sell all of them. Uh, They show football on the front cover. So there are people asking me, why don't you write about cricket? Right. So then I said, let me write about cricket, but let me write about in a different way. So I said, let's do fiction. Never done fiction, right? but watched a lot of movies. I don't read fiction books as much. I did a few here and there, but I have friends who read. Right. So once you start talking to friends and they tell you, here is what I expect in a fiction book. And when they say that uh, you got to do even simple things like past tense, don't do too much things about passive voice and things like it. It is amazing that you have no idea and you can jump head head first into it. And then along the way, help comes, right? And that's the best part of whenever we start anything in life. You know that you have a network of either it's family, it's friends, it's your mentors, it's coaches. And once you set your path on doing something, the path may show up, right? I'm not saying it will for every particular case. And that's how I just landed on writing and, and just found the fun of it and if you keep an open mind, listening to feedback, somebody will say, hey, this doesn't make sense. Hey, this is utter crap, which is okay. As long as we don't take it to heart and then we say, I'm going to work on it. I'm going to tweak it and make it better. And that's what I tried along the way. And then finally you have a finished product and we'll see what the market says. Yeah, I love it. That I mean, just your story about how you came to the writing process, I think is so inspirational and good for so many people to hear of um, just, being willing to jump in and to try something. It's its fascinating too. I'm listening to a book right now. It's all about mindset. And the gal talks about, do you have a fixed mindset or a growth mindset? Fixed mindset being, you just think this is the way things are. And any type of feedback slash criticism slash input, you just basically assume that there's, then forget it. Just don't do it. Don't bother. Don't try versus a growth mindset, which is, you know, that's great. Let's take this feedback. Let's do this research. Let's ask, you know, they're not afraid to ask questions and try new things because it's all, they view it as part of the process. Um, so I think that's great that you're doing that. Yeah. So tell us about next innings. You talked, you said it's about cricket for sure. Um, what is the core of the book all about? Yep. So I think uh, if you take the lives of people, and you watch somebody, right? And you say, hey, what would my life look like if it went through this particular path? It always becomes very interesting. So uh, there is a 78-year-old life coach who lives in Chennai, my hometown in India. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And then there is a young couple, Jagan and Lakshmi, who decide to move to the US, right? To start their home away from home, right? Start their family in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And then as their lives sort of come along, what happens when it meets is forms the actual crux of the story itself. Mm-hmm. There are a couple more characters. There is Sandhya Rajalakshmi, who's a cricket player. Uh, she was play, She was brought up mainly in the US, so always played a lot of baseball and American football. And the thought process is, how can she essentially go play cricket, especially the national team for, for India and become the women's cricket team captain? How can she essentially go to Chennai and there's a new club team called Chennai's Wolverines and my son created the name, so I had to put it there, Shreyas. And so I said, how does she become the captain of the team, right? And so, and then Sudarshan is a young man who's trying to figure out his calling in life. He's very angry. He's the brother of Sandhya. And then he goes along this path and eventually lands up to do his education in Stanford in the Bay Area, right? So how do these things sort of come along, forms the crux of the actual storyline? But if somebody is willing to just step back and remove all these Indian names, it's hard to pronounce even for me, just to be clear. And you say, I'm going to just listen along the way and see what it does and just give somebody a chance, right? You will see that it's going to tug you in different directions because ultimately what the book does is just ask one single question. Mm -hmm. What do you do in challenging times, right? (coughs) And for all of us, we don't need challenging times. We are in 2020, folks. And then we have COVID and then we have fires going on, right? And something or the other is happening, right? Great people are passing away. There are enough challenging times right now. So all of us are at a T-junction of life in Mm -hmm. whatever we do, right? So we got to make a decision one way or the other. You can either say, I want to be positive. I want to be optimistic and things are going to be fine. Or you can say, oh my God, you know, things are going to go down the drain. And you got to make the right turn, right? And I say right in italics because it's a choice that all of us get to make. You can say that today the real estate market is going to go down. Elections are happening. I don't know who's going to happen. Today the debates are happening. I don't know what's going to happen. Or you have to believe that, hey, eventually things come up. And when we make a decision like a real estate or anything in our future, it's a long-term play, right? Let's just be very clear about it. So the memories that you can create in a home or whatever you want to do, they are definitely stronger. Yes, you may not get the best perfect deal that you want, right? Stock market is playing up and down every day. And I was just telling somebody the other day, right? You put everything is in stock market, great. But then what happens if somebody hacks into your account and something happens? It could potentially happen, right? So you want to spread your eggs in multiple baskets, real estate being one of them. And you have to believe that things will be okay in the long term. And that optimism feeds you a different kind of energy. Enthusiasm lets you run towards an optimistic north uh, north star. And then eventually things may happen, right? And... But this is the part I'm telling people. I'm not trying to just tell you that just be happy and just jump around and going through tough times. No, absolutely not. A lot of us are grateful for the position that we are in, right? We are definitely happy that uh, our jobs are safe and people are going through tough times. So this is actually a responsibility for all of us who are doing well to essentially take care of everybody else in a little way that we can sort of do. But finally, if we can just be optimistic and we can just assume that things will be fine and just think about happiness and just move forward, forgetting all the differences among people and how things are going. Somebody said, blah, this, oh, the color of this person, etc. right? That's bad. And then whenever we can see something wrong, then we can voice our opinion and try to just lift everybody up. I think that's essentially what I'm trying to convey. And let's see if it lands or not. I think that's great. I mean, I think it's it's a beautiful message and it's something that everybody can relate to. We've all had challenges in our lives and and things that, um, you know, have been 
issues that we've had to work through or, or things that have been difficult along the way. And um, you you touched on it briefly as you were chatting about how sometimes people can do what they think are really small things that have a really big impact on the other person. You know, it might, might be that smile, it might be that kind word that makes all the difference um, to that person in that moment. Um, I know I had one of those experiences the other day. The other day I was just kind of out and I was in a funk and somebody just, they were really, I was at a store and somebody was just, at the time it felt like extra nice. And that just, that was what I needed to kind of shift my attitude, right? I was just in the checkout line. It was probably a 30 second interaction, if that. Um, but they really, they kind of got me out of my funk and going back in the right direction again. It was that little sign I needed. So I think that's such a powerful thing um, and good to talk about and remind us to look for those moments in the day because it's that whole what you focus on expands. And the more you look for those moments, the more you realize they are happening for you every day. Yeah. I think you're spot on, right? We don't really have to look at really changing the world or big items, right? Like, right, like you rightfully said, and I always read about this somewhere about the Starbucks coffee, right? Somebody pays for an extra coffee and says yeah. that to the next person. And it creates this whole paid forward mentality. And you know what, uh, whatever you want to use, the, the rolling stone gathers moss or whatever they say, right? But the meta point of it being that you do small things like this and they trickle and eventually they will, uh, they could potentially catch fire. And this is the best part. The moment you decide to do something for somebody, that feeling that you got inside, you already got something out of it, right? The fact that you know that it's going to help somebody. And at that point, it's all about uh, what it does to the other person. And it's always going to do something good. Somebody could be cleaning something and you just something drops from somebody's hand. You just pick it back up, right? And the person feels good about it. We, do, we lose nothing by doing that exercise, right? It's probably one extra squat that you got done as part of this process. So you did two things at the same time. You helped somebody and you also did a squat, right? So then you got to win in either direction that you see. But it's all about having fun, creating that excitement, because as you all know, we all have limited time, not just during a day, but in the bigger sense as well. So as we just power through this thing, uh, this journey, let's just try to add as many good things as we can in a limited capacity. So even though we have a bigger picture, everybody thinks dreams, I got to be do blah. There is also a small thing that you could take. And it's the, uh, it's the act of taking that small step which is what makes it meaningful for us eventually. Yeah, I think, and I think it's so great to remind people about that. It is those really those small steps um, and small actions that have such a big impact. And a lot of times they don't, they take minimal time. They don't cost anything. Um, a lot of times it's just giving somebody your full attention. So I think that's great. How do you stay so optimistic on a daily basis? No, I don't, right? Uh, I, <laughs> you don't? <laughs> I don't. So I read somewhere that uh, motivation and optimism is like taking bath, okay. right? And uh, and when you seek out for it, you will find it, right? I work at Microsoft, and luckily I have somebody like Satya who's like there and talking about growth mindset. And there are enough leaders in Microsoft. I have a great network of friends, right? Friends and family who constantly remind me that, hey, you cannot be going into the into the sulk moments. You've got to step it back up and you've got to start doing a few things, right? And that's what happens to me. I go, I may go through a phase where I may sort of dip, right? Because realistically, it's not possible to stay on that high, right? 
Uh, I know that in Washington, you can stay high all the time. It's legal, but, <laughs> but it doesn't help us in this particular topic, right? So you watch people like Russell Wilson, you watch uh, Coach Carroll. So I took this course from uh, called High Performance Mindset by Michael Gervai, right? He's the sports psychologist of the Seahawks. So they tell you to do some of the few basic things and you try to do those things. And then when you slip, you just got to come back up, right? Maybe uh, three months goes by and I go through the self moments and I play back this exact video and I say, man, you got to go back and do these things, right? So what I'm trying to do right now is to almost set up that, hey, I should just need to do the next set of books because writing and then making them into an audio book and then sort of talking about my product because I love it so much. I put the effort into it and not worrying about, you know, big outcome. And then just going through the essential process and then telling my son, hey, try something like this. I will support you. Makes me sort of feel that that is, uh, I see him doing it. It gives me the confidence. So the next book, uh, it's called The First Innings, which is the prequel to this particular book. It essentially, I just got the picture done with my artist. She's in Italy, right? So we're just working through it via Fiverr. And this has the picture of a mom holding a daughter, jumping over a cliff and reaching for the moon, right? So when I saw that particular image, that tells me that this is the story of this girl, uh, Sandhya. And then just the memory of her mom and the love for the cricket, she essentially became a cricket player. And that's the prequel of what did her mom do along the process to make her the woman that she was, right? I still don't know the content, but just that image just is so, it was like, uh, I mean, I saw that when I thought about that image and then I said, I'm going to do this. And then I said, let me work with Shreyas, right? So I'm going to ask Shreyas, write a few stories. I'm going to ask some of my friends who essentially have kids, hey, write, write half, a set, half a page, something about, I'll give you a frame on what you need to write. And then you ask your son or daughter to write half a page and I will somehow weave that into the story, right? And then make it like the story of Sandhya and uh, Raja Lakshmi and what did her mom do? And along the process comes Rama, Ramani and Shreyas who happen to be the friends or the neighbors of them. And then the story that Shreyas and Rama, Ramani writes in real life becomes a story in the story. And then I just like about where it tugs along and I want people to leave with this thing. Okay, does Shreyas really have a friend called Sandhya? Or does Sandhya in the book have a fake friend called Shreyas? And that tugs at your head differently. And I just love the whole notion that we have a term, if you look at the Hindu mythology, right? It's called Maya. The sense that everything is like Maya or it's like a dream, which is real or not. And if you look at technology today, with the way artificial intelligence is going with mixed reality and things like it, Maya is coming in tech as well. But then if you start of zooming out, all of us are in this world for whatever reason, whether you believe in God, not God, that's fine. But we are in the world. We have to believe that, right? And now, is this Maya or is the movie Maya or is the whole thing, is the book Maya, right? So the name of the one of the apartment complexes where Vishwanathan lives in the next innings is called Maya's Presence. So I just like to just throw in all those things and just see where it sort of leads. I love it. That's great. And Treyas is your son, correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so I love that you're involving him in some of this as well. Um, that's awesome. I, you got a lot of different things going on there, but <laughs> I like how you're pulling them all together. <laughs> See, I think this is the inspiration, right? You look at uh, other people. Everybody is doing a lot of different things. Some people are have to, and then it tells you, we need to push ourselves, right? You can look at Elon Musk. He's running two companies or more, right? Running Tesla and SpaceX. And then there are like, uh, you look at uh, Bill Gates, what he has done and look at what he's doing in his next innings, right? In the last 12 years, it's not about Microsoft. It's about charity and changing the world with it, right? 
and that is inspirational right then you can look up even to my parents today right they still run our service station and my dad 72 and my mom is what 66 or 67 right i know she's going to be angry when i can't say her exact age but it is what it is i'm just being open tell her she's th- we'll tell everybody she's 39 and then she yeah, i think if you can edit this out that will be good <laughs> <laughs> so, but i think they are still working hard i've been seeing my parents do so much right still come from a small business background through all my life where i saw my dad doing all those things but i was lucky enough that he put us through the right education i came to the us i got my masters degree and i got uh, funding in the university of florida go gators right i think there's a lot of things that uh, this country did for me right and that's why i'm now a citizen of this thing and now i also believe that everybody is a citizen of the world it doesn't matter i cannot suddenly yeah. say that i am i am now american and i can't look at india no so i was there as well and now you need to look at everything in a very global sense right humans are humans at the very core it doesn't really matter who you are all of us have limited time all of us are going to die right and we all know that and covid is telling us that it can happen any time from here on so wear the damn mask people because we got to do the right thing right so it's just we got to do those things and then believe that we can make a change right and whether the change starts in november or not we don't control what will come be the outcome but do the right thing whatever you believe and that's more important got it If you are just tuning in today, we have Rama Ramani, local author on the show with us and we're talking about his most recent book, The Next Innings, that has just a beautiful storyline to it. There's a cricket theme. Um, but I love uh, like you were talking about earlier in the show, the whole idea of we all have had these experiences that it's those people that you run into in your life that can change the whole trajectory of it or have such a profound impact and they're not usually people that you intended to meet or set out to meet it's a chance something right you go to get coffee or you go out to a bar and you run into somebody or you happen to get connected with somebody that just you know you think you're going into it thinking it's it's nothing or just some casual like hey we're going to chat for a couple minutes and it ends up being life changing and i think that's so fascinating and so powerful yeah i think uh, you're absolutely spot on right it doesn't have to be those big moments i don't need to go meet coach pete carroll and suddenly think about football right i could meet stress's friend who's playing flag football and then i could just strike up a conversation and have chat just the willingness to just be open and then seeing where it sort of leads is an interesting exercise by itself so it is and just um you know being open to the experience that's we laugh about that in our house so my husband and i have been together long enough it was like before internet dating was a thing so you know we had to do it the old school way where we met in a bar <laughs> but even that i was just out with a friend catching up one night and i happened to meet my husband gary and here we are 20 plus years later and you know change my life one night catching up with a friend <laughs> that's that's the way to do it right because many times what you really want in life comes in unexpected moments right and just the willingness to try and willingness to just be open minded will take us in different directions absolutely um such an inspirational book and again tell us how we can find a, or get a copy of the next innings because yeah. i think it's something that everybody would enjoy reading So I think if you look at the ebook market uh, obviously when you publish in Amazon uh, Amazon has multiple royalty models and even though I may not sell a million copies I still wanted to be smart about it because I think Jeff Bezos will still appreciate the fact that I looked at the business model and decided to do it in my own store as well so if those of you who want to get a really good deal so go to the nextinnings.com 
www.thenextinnings.com and for just $2.99 you get the ebook but for those of you who love amazon which i do too because we live in the cloud capital of the world they are local as well and you should can go to amazon.com and search for the next innings and wherever you are in the world i think there are about 8 or 10 places in the world that you can just choose the corresponding amazon website and you get your version that you can read via kindle for $4.99 but you can also take my $2.99 version of the pdf and send it to your kindle there are ways to do it it's there on my website Oh, Now, those of you who only want the hard copy of the book, the hard copy of the book is being shipped by my dad from Chennai, and it is coming tomorrow. And if you just send me an email, that's going to go for ten dollars. I love it. Lots of different ways to get it, and you're involved. So you've got your son helping with stories. You've got your dad with the printing. I love that this is a full family affair as well. Yep. It's like it's like it's a global enterprise right now because I used Fiverr. My artist is in Italy, and uh -huh. a person who did one of the trailers she's based in Pakistan. Uh -huh. uh, one of the other person is in Sri Lanka. A bunch of folks who are essentially based out of India, and then my copyright editor Alex is based out of Chicago. So I have this thing completely orchestrated with multiple people. Then I said, "Why not bring the family into the mix?" Right? There is a local press in Isakwa that I spoke with, asking to print the books. But then I had to do some for the India anyway. And then I asked my dad, "Hey, just go to this company which ships books, and twenty kilos seems to be the most optimal pricing. So just take so many of these books, measure them, and to make up the rest, send me some Indian goodies. Put all of them in one big package and send them here, right? So if you are in for some Indian goodies, the next time we meet, which could be tomorrow, right? <laughs> I could eventually give you a book plus some Indian goodies as well, and it'll be ten dollars, Nicole. It's a great deal. You should take it." Okay. You have more energy than I think anybody I've ever met. <laughs> you have a lot going on. Hey, you get what you give, right? I've been talking to you for a long time as well, so I think it just goes both ways. So there you go. <laughs> That is awesome. <laughs> so again, Rama Ramani, local author, the next innings is his most recent book. Lots of different ways you can get it. We will also have all of the links on the website after the show. nicolemangina.com forward slash podcast. Such a beautiful message with your book, with the whole idea of you know staying positive, the impact, realizing the impact that we can have on other people's lives on a daily basis, um, and just staying open, staying open to you just never know how something's going to play out or how somebody might affect your life. Um, It's. I think that it's so good to be reminded of that because we all have stories that are really amazing and fascinating about how our lives have changed from seemingly minor errands or, you know, in what we thought might have been inconsequential meetings that ended up being life changing. So that's beautiful. So yeah, absolutely. Anything else? You want to share with our guests before we sign off today? Ah, uh, so more is coming. Like I already yeah. introduced about uh, the. Uh, the first innings and there's one more book called the right verdict which is also happening in parallel so okay. i don't know which one should go next so i'm asking some of my friends i'm going to give a synopsis of saying this is the story of the prequel and by the way the right verdict is about this because it's a completely different genre it's actually motivated by some of the real life incidents that happened in india about nirbhaya and the rape case that happened so it's about taking that and saying what is the right verdict when people does something like when they do something like this right what should somebody do 
So it's going to be a mix. I'm just trying to get excited about both. And then uh, obviously I have weekends and then I start very early in the mornings, like 4.30 a.m. and just chug along for four hours. I'm so uh, enthused. So that will come at some stage. So it's not going to be the first $10 I want from you, Nicole. It's going to be the start of many more. Got it. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for sharing with everybody about your book. Uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody, and we will see you next Tuesday. Take care. Be well.